Unfortunately, when you go to an attorney and you sit down to start drafting a parenting plan, they're not asking you to think about the needs of your kids and how they might feel 10 years from now if you're constantly fighting over like that one weekend in May. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. Real quick, let's talk about the sponsor. Today's WTF Divorce episode is brought to you by Soberlink. If you're going through a divorce and custody case involving alcohol, Soberlink is the solution for you. More on Soberlink at the end of the show. Now on to today's episode. All right. Welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. Today, we are lucky to be joined by Michelle Dempsey-Moltak. Michelle is a divorce and co-parenting specialist. She is probably one of the first three people that I discovered when I was going through my divorce, and it kind of blew my mind that this content was out there and really helped me out. So thanks for being here, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Yeah, um, Instagram divorce content is definitely something none of us ever expected 10 years ago when we joined the gram. Did you, uh, I, I was more recently into, I don't know how long you've been divorced, but was any of this out there when you were going through yours? No, which is why it was important to me to create that. Um, I got separated six years ago, a little over six years ago. I've been divorced for five years almost. Um, and it was just amazing to me, like, you know, hashtags weren't as big a thing, so you couldn't really find as much, but um, it was just very either mom driven or fashion driven. And there was really no space for the young mom who was now finding herself alone and trying to do it and co-parent and all those things. And so it was really important to me to be authentic about it and talk about it because I was already blogging. So it would have been weird if I didn't mention it. Um, and, you know, when your feed becomes like void of any spouse picks, like people know. Um, and so, and so I talked about it openly and I, you know, little by little, like my Instagram was growing and I was writing about this kind of stuff for different publications and um, it became a thing. So here we are. So let's talk about that a little. I was going to save it, but how did, what is the involvement to like, I'm going through a divorce, I'm divorced, I'm writing about divorce. How did it come to be that I'm going to coach other people about divorce? So I think because, you know, we have decided that if somebody on Instagram has a lot of followers, they know everything and they're the expert. Um, I think because of that facade that we all buy into, it it developed this whole thing for me. So my Instagram following grew really quickly. And because I was posting about divorce, people would, I was just like the divorce girl. So people would come to me with questions and this and that. And they would like ask me things I didn't know how to answer. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a mental health professional. Um, or, and I wasn't one yet. And um, I kind of just was like, whoa, I have a bigger responsibility here than just posting. Like people, people need to know. And so with that, I started the podcast because it was important to me to not just give advice I couldn't validate or verify, but to have the experts really speak to these people who needed the advice that they couldn't afford maybe to get from good legal counsel or from a mental health professional. 
Um, and so that's how the podcast started. And then the podcast got really popular. I started it in January of 2020. So you can imagine by like April of 2020, nobody was doing shit. And so they were like home listening to my podcast. And I was like, wow. And everybody wanted to be a guest because nobody had anything going on. So it, it blew up pretty quickly. And then with that, people came and said, you know, I love so-and-so that you had on the show, but I'd really like to work with you. I love your perspective. And I, I was really humbled by that. I used to be a teacher, a special education teacher. And so I do have a knack for individualizing attention and, and content towards, you know, an individual. And, and I knew I could be good as a coach, but, you know, unfortunately coaching is an unregulated industry and anybody can call themselves a coach. I didn't want to do that. Like I wanted, I wanted the creds to back it up. So I got certified first as just a general coach. And then I took the certified divorce specialist training through the National Association of Divorce Professionals. And then I took the co-parenting specialist training with Christina McGee, who is like my co-parenting guru. And then I took a certification in trauma and resilience because I'm really fascinated about how it all relates. Um, and so with that, I developed you know, my, my coaching program. And then people would ask me for a book. You should write a book. Where's the book? Where can I buy your book? And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'll write that now. And so that's how it all happened. Yeah, everybody has a lot of good ideas and you're like, I have to do all the work. This is a lot here. Did you did you find that it's just it's very rewarding though on the other side where did you find that it fueled you because you were helping people that were going yeah. through the exact same thing that you went through? Yes, that and also I felt for me I love to learn. Um like I I would be like a perpetual student if I could. Like I just applied to go back to school for another masters cuz I just I love how much I've grown and I've learned in this process about myself, about others, about the process, about what not to do and being able to look back and see all my mistakes and like stop somebody from making those same ones. So yeah, it's really, it's rewarding in so many different ways, both personally and professionally. Um, it has certainly helped me be a better co-parent learning all the things that I've learned and, and seeing other people's situations from the outside. It has given me a different perspective and so much more gratitude for my daughter's father, like, you know, like anybody else in the beginning of my separation, I'm like, I have the worst divorce and the worst ex-husband. And like, in the grand scheme of things, he's like a one out of 10, 10 being the worst, you know? So um, it's just been great all around. And I recently decided to take things one step further because I saw such a need in the divorce industry for more compassionate co-parenting education for coaches. I think people get divorced and their friends come to them for advice and they decide, oh yeah, I can coach. But like you really need a well-rounded like breadth of knowledge. So um, I developed my certification program that incorporates both, you know, how to coach and also, um, you know, we pride ourselves on teaching people how to keep children out of the middle um, and give them a co-parenting experience they can be proud of one day and won't need to recover from. So we're training coaches to do that now. I like what you said too about, uh, you know, teaching other people helps you because as you know, this is a constant journey, especially if you have young kids. So yeah, it's kind of hypocritical when I'm telling somebody, Oh no, you should text like this. You want to be this when at the same time, I'm like, how mm -hmm. could you? So yeah, I think, uh, teaching people really, uh, forces you to live, you know, walk the walk. 
Um, the other thing I think you said that's really important is it's very, I think people going through a divorce are very isolating. And, you know, we went to couples therapy uh, at the end of our marriage. And like there was a disconnect where they just didn't seem to get it. I think you kind of have to have gone through divorce to be able to teach people about divorce, don't you think? I don't understand, like, and I'm probably going to like put my foot in my mouth here, but like how so many divorce professionals don't know what it's like, like, you know how the saying, like, you can't be a skinny chef, right? Like you got to eat your own food. And I'm not talking about like body size, but you got to be in there. You got to know, like, you got to know what, how it tastes, how it feels. I mean, I think that gives, a, it, it's good and it's bad, right? So, you know, but as a, a good coach, and this is what I teach in my program is, you know, you're not putting your own experience on your clients. Like everybody has such a different experience, even when it seems the same on the outside. Oh, your ex said this, my ex says that. They both, they must, both, must be both narcissists, right? And I can't fucking stand that. But um, it's so important that you separate the experience, but come from the lens of, we know this is hard on the kids. We want to make it as easy on them as possible. So that's where it's good and it's bad, but definitely more good than bad. Absolutely. So you talked about your uh, training that you're that you've been doing for a while. What is like one tip that you would give to somebody that's past divorce? They're aspiring to. Oh, I'd love to give back. What is something, or even a young divorce coach that's just starting out? Uh, what's a tip that you'd suggest to a divorce coach out there? Keep learning and find a mentor. Like just because you got divorced does not mean you know everything about divorce. That's number one. Like, like I mentioned, I've taken so many trainings and certifications and I keep going for more because, you know, the more, you know, the better you can help somebody in an unbiased and informed way. And that's what people really deserve in this process. Not, you know, a coach who's just going to, going to align with their feelings and tell them what they want to hear. So that would be number one for sure for me. And then one tactical question, kind of behind the scenes, this might be top secret, but your social media is probably the best I've seen of anybody in this uh, business. What is it that, that you do that you, I think separates you? And what's something like somebody just starting out that they could do to kind of not necessarily even grow their following, but just be more compelling and have people connect like they do with you? I'll call it out right now. Something I do is I create my own content. I don't steal other people's content. So all you like little divorce pages, I see you. I'm flattered, but not really. Imitation is not the sincerest form of flattery. Find your own voice. Like find your own voice. So many people don't follow me and don't like me because I am not talking about narcissists or the malignant narc. Like that's not my, I have my own thing. I don't deviate from that. I have my beliefs, I have my foundation for those beliefs, and I have the education and information to back it up. And I stay true to that. Like, I think, don't worry so much about how many people are going to see this. And I have to use the buzzwords so that I get likes and follows. Stay true to your your game. And, and in my coaching program, we help coaches find what that that thing is, what those pain points are that they can solve, that they can stay true to, because that becomes your niche. You know, people associate me with certain things because those are the certain things I don't deviate from. And I create stuff from the heart on the cuff. I'm not like planning this out. Some people have like social media calendars and I credit them because I don't have the forethought or the time to plan it out. Like I get an idea, I'm inspired by a coaching session or something a client said, and that's where it comes from. I talk a lot about my own experience. Um, I give my 
X a lot of credit for the role that he plays in my life and in Bella's life. And, you know, a lot of people want to hear X bashing. I won't do that. Like I stay true to who I am and what I think is important, knowing that like, this is my brand. This is about me. And this is what my daughter's going to be looking at when she's on social media in a few years from now, scarily. So I think that's really important. I think that's why so many people connect with you because it is so real and compelling and relatable. And yeah, that is great advice. It's just put stuff out there, be yourself. And I'm sure the stuff that you were putting out there two years ago isn't nearly as uh, tight and polished as it is now. So you're really good at the just get your reps in. And if you've got an idea, speak it because it really one person hears one post. I just saw one that we reshared uh, yesterday that just resonated. And I was like, I hadn't thought of it in that way. And it can change, it literally changed the way I interacted with my uh, co-parent that day. So it's, it's very important. The amount of messages I get and the people that stop me in public that are like, you don't understand. Like I thought my ex was the problem. And then I started reading your post and I realized I had so much work to do too. Like that moves me more than, you know, however many followers I have, because it's like, what that means for the child is in, it's it's monumental. Like it, there's, you can't even quantify how, how amazing that is. And so that, that really means the world to me. And the fact that like every message I get is consistent with you've helped my co-parenting experience. You've taken me off the ledge. You've stopped, you know, you stopped me from labeling my husband and refusing to change myself. Like it's, it's really, that's really rewarding. And what's so wild. And you refer to this all the time is Yes, that's helping the person deal with their co-parent, but the the carryover, the effect that that's going to have on your six-year-old and how she grows up and her relationships and all these things, it's like you're, it's generational uh, education that you're sharing with people. It's kind of hard to truly grasp like the impact that uh, a couple simple posts can have. Childhood trauma lasts forever. I'm living proof. Children are children for far less time than they are adults. And I, you know, the question I always ask parents, especially when I get both of them in a Zoom in a session is, what story do you want them to tell? Like, what experience do you want them to have as adults? Is it resentment and they never answer your phone calls because you just piss them off and, and fuck them up royally in their childhood? Or is it that they're proud and they're, they're grateful for the experience you gave them despite challenges and despite difficulties? Like, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately, when you go to an attorney and you sit down to start drafting a parenting plan, they're not asking you to think about the needs of your kids and how they might feel 10 years from now if you're constantly fighting over like that one weekend in May. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, and, and so that's, you know, that's my thing. All right, Michelle, tell people uh, where they can find you. I am at the Michelle Dempsey on Instagram. My website is michelledempsey.com. You can learn um, on the website how to work with us individually for coaching. I have great coaches on my team or how to become trained as a divorce and co-parenting coach. We're doing one more training this year in May. We've done trainings every month since last November. We've put out wonderful coaches into the world. So if you want to join us, make sure to uh, apply now. Thank you, Michelle. Appreciate you. Bye. It comes as no surprise that not all divorces are created equal. While some divorces are collaborative and amicable, others are painful, accusatory, and may simply have you thinking, what the F? If you're co-parenting with an ex-spouse who abuses alcohol, this is a sobering reality. The folks at Soberlink want to help. Soberlink's alcohol monitoring system is the most convenient, 
reliable, and reasonable way for a parent to provide evidence that they are not drinking during parenting time. The system's real-time alerts, facial recognition, and tamper detection ensure the integrity of each test, so you can be confident that your kids are with a sober parent. With Soberlink, judges rest assured that your child is safe, attorneys get court admissible evidence of sobriety, and both parents have empowerment and peace of mind. The WTF Divorce Community is here to help shed light on the fact that whatever you're going through, you are not alone. If Soberlink is reaching you at the exact time that you need it, visit www.soberlink.com WTF to sign up and get $50 off your device. That's www.soberlink.com WTF.